Okay. But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. commercial with the father figure here we are back here on the airwaves doing a show a little mini segment here we have been enjoying our summer vacation we got david the man of god harris and frank baster here on the phone lines this is 88.3 wgt's after further review fellas uh welcome back and uh how's your summer been we'll starting off first with david the man of god harris's and the eulogy for the ncaa but first david how's your summer been it hasn't been bad. Currently on vacation now, so just enjoying a little bit of the fresh air, the sunshine, heat wave, and all that stuff. But yeah, bring always bringing the fire, whether I'm on or off. Okay, and Frank, how's your summer been? It's been going pretty well. I've been kind of occupied between work and announcing for Blissfield American Legion post three two five baseball. I did get to go up to Midland with them 4th of July weekend for the Gabby Mills tournament and have a little fun with them. So then kind of, and of course that was pretty much the day where every new story imaginable with sports decided to break, but I'm sure we'll be hitting on those later. <laughs> that is exactly right. And uh, David, the first thing of, of sports that you, you kind of mentioned was that the, you were, you're saying that it's the death of the NCAA and I'm trying to figure out, um. Uh, actually, what do you mean by that? Because you know how we do it here on eighty-eight point three WSUTs. After further review, you're always the the football guy, and there was some big shakeups while we've been gone, while with with football basically. So, uh, David, kind of go in depth of what you mean by uh the death of the NCAA, or will it be the death of this? No, that that music is always going to be eternal. That that is immortal. But the, I don't I know. Think the, the NCAA is definitely dead as we have come to know it. And part of it is, as you mentioned, while we are on break, uh, the conference realignment with the two the two primary Los Angeles schools, UCLA and USC, leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big Ten, and a combination of the destroying of what the NCAA prided itself on, which was rivalries, loyalty, kind of the tradition of kind of collegiate athletics, all the time-tested, you know, going back through the annals of time. You have these great, you know, traditional powerhouses. You have these traditional storylines. The NCAA has really been living off of the tradition of yesteryear. And so now with the combination of, the NIL deals where players are basically, and they're not going to say it, but whoever pays them the most or is going to guarantee them the most profit from a financial sense to attend these top-tier institutions, along with the fact that now we're seeing that 
out of the Power Five, there's not really five anymore. It's the SEC, and now with UCLA and USC, the Big Ten. The ACC is, I mean, we talk about the ACC pretty much every year, how they're the de facto fifth Power Five. Like, they're they're dead in the water because no one wants them because of not just the media rights deals, but the only commodity really is Clemson, and that's for football, and that's only been, you know, five, six years. So they're out. The Big 12, once Oklahoma and Texas jump ship, like they're bringing in teams from here, there, everywhere. Again, no sense of conference alignment or anything. It's, hey, you want to join a Pirate 12 in these last, you know, dying embers, come on, Cincinnati. And then the Pac-12, which once you lose your big cash cow in the L.A. regional market financially, no one's paying attention to Arizona, Arizona State. No one's going to pay attention outside of the diehards and the alumni to Stanford, Oregon now because you, sure you about lose. That? You don't think no one will pay attention to Oregon? I got to see Oregon State, but why not Oregon? That's Nike school. Well, but they don't have that kind of when you think of the Pac-12 in the past, you know, I guess decade or so, legitimate contenders, Oregon, USC, and I guess Washington here or there. But you take away that, now Oregon's basically the kind of big fish in a small pond. But not only are you losing the regional of L.A., Fox was known for, hey, Pac-12 Saturday. We're going to show Colorado against UCLA, 11, you know, 11, 12 o'clock Eastern. Now it's like you're you're losing those media markets, and the way that this shrinks, people are going to be like, okay, the heck with the big institution. They've already talked about doing a breakaway kind of super league where it's just the SEC or just the Big Ten schools. So now this really accelerates it to the point where you've already scrapped tradition, which was one like they were standing on. You've already scrapped the financial piece because the SEC network pretty much is a top five, you know, Fortune 500 company by itself. And so what is left as an institution, as the NCAA, when you know that football, and you mentioned kind of at the top of the segment, football is the cash cow for all these institutions. So if all these other schools' football revenues are going down, that affects every other revenue. Now, you can make it, you know, basketball is kind of a second, but it still leaps and balance distance away and so if the conferences are bringing in revenue then that's affecting the revenue from all these other sports and so where is all this revenue going to come from so that, that's why i think the ncaa is dead because now it's colleges are making their own money they're like we don't need a the big ncaa mark emmer kind of cash cow we can just do it ourselves we can you know get all the money for ourselves sec big ten what about the smaller schools, though? I mean, they're just they're they're stuck where, and it's interesting. I'm you know thinking about the ACC because I'm here in Syracuse. No one wants a school like Syracuse because yes, they have the tradition of basketball, but football, yeah, middle of the road. Women's basketball, eh, middle of the road. Like all the other sports, like track and field, I guess. But then you think of because they're so tied to all these long-term contracts that were initiated by the conferences before all this realignment, they're stuck until 
you know, 2024, 2025, some schools even longer that are smaller. So they're forced into a conference network deal where they can sleep, otherwise it's financial penalties. And so now you have basically the other three Power Five conferences wondering, what are we going to do to either align ourselves with the Big Ten and the SEC more and just create two super conferences or continue to bring in these group of five schools and try to regain some of the revenue, but you're not going to still be able to replace kind of some of that overall big cash cow. So it's tough because you think about a school like Toledo and there are some, you know, dark horse rumors that, oh, if there were to be this big conference, we would join, you know, we would join the big 10. I mean, Ohio State doesn't want that smoke. We know that Michigan definitely doesn't want that smoke again. But, like, for us, like, for a school like Toledo joining the Big Ten, like, what what does that do other than put a name, you know, get the Big Ten logo on the jerseys and more branding, more marketing? Because we already know that when it comes to the next level, you can find talent anywhere. Right. Well, it doesn't matter what conference you play in. To me, it, it seems like this is nothing more than what the television deals wanted. Think about it. You know, SEC is basically the ESPN network, right? And now they have the ACC network on ESPN, and then the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are on Fox. But at the end of the day, though, the two big networks are the ones that are running this, which is Fox and ESPN, and they're going to try to gobble it all up. They're the ones that have the money and everything like that, and that's why UCLA and them are leaving. It's because now it's the battle of television deals. Everyone knows that the way the NCAA is going to make their millions is off of television, period. I mean, and CBS is in there a little bit, but I think CBS might be one of those networks that might try to help the little guys out because, let's face it, when they do Saturday games, they're usually doing MAC conference games or the Sun Belt or something like that as well. So it could come down to that, but it seems like to me now greed and money and television deals is what's taking over NCAA or uh, the NCAA, basically. Yeah, and then kind of, you know, I always, you know, thinking about collegiate athletics is basically, you know, F the kids. Like, that, that's where we're kind of getting to a point to where even thinking about the health and wellness, you're thinking about, okay, and we've talked a, long, a lot about how the only reason why Rutgers is in the Big Ten is because New York market, Maryland's in the Big Ten, D.C. market. If you're thinking about a conference game, UCLA versus Rutgers, in any sport, doesn't even have to be football. Like that's a four-hour flight. Like on a good day, then you got to think about the overnight lodging. Like, like that's a lot of physical. Like that, that's going to build up after a while. The fatigue, the all the travel time, and then you got obviously the NCAA doesn't care about athletics or student academics, right? But, like, yeah, it's just going to have a trickle-down effect in a way that they're going to see the dollar size and it's going to be good for the pockets, but it's going to be good for the student-athletes at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you're getting all this exposure, but 
if it's going to take a physical toll on your body that you're not able to recover from or you're going to be negatively adverse so that by the time you're in your junior, senior, super senior year, you're like, my body can't take much more of this than like. But is that the, the, the norm or just a small percentage? I mean, there's not a lot of – only the big conferences, and, I mean, they have the the the, the means to, to have great flight accommodations for them and transportation. So is it really you, – you know, you think about it. Is it really like that? I mean, it's only going to be for a few conferences. Well, I mean, thinking about think about UCLA and USC's. I mean, we know those schools have unlimited funds. They've shown that. Mm-hmm over the years so like it may not affect them but think but Rutgers like going the other way Rutgers doesn't have that much like they're they're talking about like over this summer the financial turmoil that Rutgers is in like does Maryland have that kind of resources and yes or even like Ohio State has a Michigan Michigan State but does Northwestern have that mm-hmm. like thinking about the the SEC is a whole other ball game because they they print money they don't even care but but it's just interesting that as we're getting closer and closer now with the nil deals where the players are trying to bring in the financial and kind of treat themselves as a business now the colleges and institutions and the networks like or if you're going to get your money we're going to make sure that we get even more money Mm -hmm. but It'll be interesting to see in even two years' time kind of what this will look like once we get a year, full year of the SEC and its new kind of identity, seeing the Big Ten and seeing all those kind of co- new conference matchups. Right. But, yeah, tradition tradition is dead. There is no more, you know, the prestige of the rivalry game because it's all about the dollar bill at the end of the day now. Right. Frank, what's your thoughts? Well, David, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head saying it's all about the dollar bills. And look, for, for me, I've told you guys this. I don't mind conferences realigning and expanding. What I don't like is geographic nonsense. Like the Big Ten adding USC and UCLA. Hey, I mean, everyone's going to say, oh, that's going to be great for football. What about other sports? I mean, you look at look at basketball, for example. You think Tuesday night you're going to see Maryland and Rutgers going out to Los Angeles on a Tuesday night, play a game that's not going to tip off till 11 o'clock Eastern time, turn back around, fly back. I mean, like David said, the NCAA seemingly doesn't give a hoot about academics anymore. What about volleyball and baseball who will play midweek just to – avoid conflicts with big money sports. I mean, look, midweek, I was talking with uh, Andrew Steins, who's one of our assistant coaches for Blissfield Post 325. He said, yeah, midweek series where Maryland has to go out to UCLA, hey, or vice versa, that's going to be a complete disaster. And look, for football, I mean, it's going to be good, but I do happen to wonder, how come we haven't seen a complete arms race yet between the Big Ten and the SEC. I know the SEC added Texas and Oklahoma before the Big Ten said, okay, we're going to get USC and UCLA. 
But do you think that we're going to see hey, this arms race continue, David, where the SEC is going to be like, okay, we're going to go and pluck schools from the ACC, and the Big Ten is going to say, okay, we're going to keep raiding the Pac-12. I've heard people say the Big Ten should go get Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and who knows who else you want to add, maybe Colorado. But also I think you have to consider that maybe they have to possibly give somebody the boot too because – as I heard that Nebraska lost their some academic accreditation they had. You probably have to look that up. And that the Big Ten was kind of PO'd about it. And so they might look to say, uh, Nebraska, goodbye. Go back to the Big 12. So I think possibly, best case scenario, we just end up with three super conferences and it's rest in peace to the ACC and Pac-12. Well, then... And part of that conversation, thinking about, because the SEC overlaps more with the ACC, and so they were thinking, and I was looking at an article a little while ago, and they were saying that it would make sense for the SEC to bring in Clemson, you know, football power, the quote-unquote rivalry with Alabama. But then if you're thinking about it from a marketing and television uh, aspect and dynamics, you already have the South Carolina market kind of taken care of with South Carolina already in the conference. And so you're thinking, do you want to double dip and create um, multiple streams of revenue where kind of you're limiting, you're doing overlapping. So it's not just South Carolina. They have the entire South Carolina market. They so now they have to share money with Clemson. If you bring in North Carolina and North Carolina State, does that interfere with South Carolina basically having the Carolinas market? You're not going to bring in Florida State because you already have Florida. They're sharing, you know, that media market. And so there's those conversations where it's kind of a pick and choose. What markets do you want to pull in that you're already not – you already don't have a foothold on? I can see – the Big Ten trying to bring in a Colorado to get that Denver market, to get kind of Colorado Springs, to get kind of the basically the state. Other than that, like it doesn't make sense because then you're having to dip into Big 12 again. And out of the Big 12 schools, do you want to bring in Oklahoma State into the Big Ten when they're already thinking it's more likely for them and more feasible for them to go follow Bedlam in Oklahoma and Texas. So, yeah, you, you're getting to this place to where it's this, you know, below the Mason-Dixon line is the SEC above and, I guess, out west towards however far you want to go is Big Ten country. And then the, you have just a West Coast, West Coast conference. That, that, that seems like if we're going to go for the geographic re, realignment, excluding USC and UCLA, that seems like the best way that it would go. But that probably won't happen for a while because you got to think of what the new Big 12 will look like. You have teams that they promise to come in, and then they see some of the landmark institutional schools of the conference for whatever that's worth now, jumping ship for the cash cow. They're going to be like, why why are we going to stay? So. Yeah. 
But I mean, look, I think really the Big Ten is really made out like bands in this deal because look at the markets they have a foothold in. And they're in New York City. They're in D.C. They're in Chicago. Now you're in Los Angeles. I mean, the SEC, the best market they're in is probably Atlanta. And, of course, you had Texas and Oklahoma. And I guess you can say they have Dallas. Other than that, that who else is there? Nashville, maybe. Hey, I mean, you don't have much in Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana uh, for really big media markets. I mean, you, I mean, if you add from the ACC, obviously you're going to have to tap into the Charlotte media market with the North Carolina schools. And if you had anybody from Florida, I think maybe uh, add Miami. <laughs> you need to get some presence in the Miami market. Yes. Florida's not there already, but who knows how that's going to work out. Yeah, like like if you're going by population, you have the Big Ten. But it, the Big Ten obviously has the bigger media markets, so they're going to be able to have more eyes. But in terms of what matters really to the NCAA, which is, if we're just going to be honest, August to December, like SEC has that because everyone – a lot more eyes are paid attention – to SEC football than Big Ten, and I think even with all the big eyes in you know in LA, in Chicago, in New York, in DC, everyone's still going to pay more attention to Alabama, Texas, or Alabama Auburn, or Alabama Georgia than Michigan and Michigan State, Michigan Ohio State, now Ohio State, USC in a conference game. Like they're still second par because SEC still runs I don't know about that. The the ratings would say differently that Ohio State-Michigan is a very hugely watched game. Wasn't the most watched game last year, Derek? I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to get – I mean, you're going to get eyes on that game pretty much regardless in whatever whatever part of the country. Especially unless there happens to be the same time as – as the Iron Bowl, which I doubt it will ever happen. Yeah, I doubt that will happen. But the thing about it is, fellas, you're looking at it from every conference that they have, you have to understand that the top one or two teams are going to be watched all the time, every time they're going to watch them. And you got to understand that, that, that that's what's going to happen. So, obviously, the Iron Bowl, people, if Auburn's good, they'll watch that. But just random SEC teams are never going to trump a Michigan-Ohio State game. That's just not going to happen ever. It's just it's just not very realistic. No, well, usually, yeah, and usually in the scheduling, they usually have that when SEC is doing their, you know, pay fifty, you know, five hundred thousand dollars to Troy to get this butt whooping, mm-hmm. and so there usually isn't that overlap. But even now, thinking there is a possibility or potential that when Michigan-Ohio State is playing, it could be Red River rivalry, Oklahoma-Texas. And so if I'm not even kind of taking out that we're in the fact that we're in Ohio and we all hate Ohio State with a deep passion, like if I have Oklahoma-Texas versus Michigan-Ohio State, granted, I'm going to watch both. But for the casual football fan, are they now going to be, you know, are they going to lean SEC or are they still going to turn? So it's like those small things, and obviously scheduling has a big factor in this and with all the TV 
and where college game day is and all the marketing and all the media attention and what's on prime time and like the viewing, like all that comes into factor. But yeah, just some of those questions. And now I think the big 10 and FCC are not going to do those scheduling kind of head to head things. So we're going to put our marquee game oh, at this time on this date and, you know, SEC, what do you got? And it's just going to be kind of a game of chess back and forth. Yeah, I, I can see that too. Any final thoughts on this, fellas, as we get to about the 25-minute mark? Well, I I do have to ask David this. What Do you think that which, – which school is – which conference is going to possibly add Notre Dame? Because I think they're going to have to cave in and join a conference. I think the Big Ten makes most sense. But do you think the SEC might be more alluring to them? Well, 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 why would why not the ACC? They already have to play at least four or five games with the ACC. Well, we basketball. I already. think the ACC is going to be going the way of the Buffalo. Well, not if they get Notre Dame. Let's say well, they pick they, up Notre Dame, and Notre Dame still gets a cut of their individual television deal. Then well, that then that makes it, the, the them viable. Not to mention to put them with Clemson. Um, what if the U comes back? Some people are saying that the, the schools with the biggest NIL money is the University of Miami. So now the ACC is coming back. Now you got three three viable teams, and I think really in the, in conference you need three or four viable teams to just make your conference viable. Because obviously people are only going to watch the top half of the conference. No one's going to be watching the bottom half of the conference. Like you know, not many people watch Minnesota football. Even though PJ Fleck has been rolling the boat, made them at least respectable to watch. People aren't going out getting Minnesota gear or really talking about Minnesota, and they've had some of their better seasons in the past five years. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just really my belief that we're going to see probably just the Big Ten, SEC, and if anyone else forms a super conference, I think it's probably going to be the Big Twelve. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure how long the ACC is going to be able to hold on, but it's just something that's going to remain to be found, fellas. Mm-hmm. David? Yeah, at the at the end of the day, cash is king, and kind of to your question, Frank, I think the big – Notre Dame is still going to find a way to hold out because they have NBC on the lock. As long as NBC keeps doing those monies and they can just do a football-only thing, I think that's – more beneficial to them, and they're just like, we know Notre Dame football is a, a top three brand in college college football. So they'll they'll go wherever the money is, and the rest of the school will follow. I don't think that they'll ever formally join a conference like they were back in the days when they were part of the Big East. I think they're gonna. I really think they're gonna end up joining the Big Ten because the Big Ten is gonna probably offer, gonna make them an offer that they won't be able to refuse. It's gonna be even more lucrative than what NBC's offering, which I believe that deal is set to expire in the next couple of years. Hmm. Okay. Well, good stuff, fellas. That was that was that was really good. I, I like that conversation. Coming up next. Yep. We'll get into the NHL power play. Blow the dust off of the, the old puck for uh, uh, Frank Bastion. What do you got up to the, up with your uh, power play, Frank? We haven't, like I said, I don't think we've talked to you talked about hockey since April. Maybe, maybe. yeah, I've, I've been I've been away with stuff. Well, obviously, 
a the recap of free agent frenzy that was Wednesday and uh, how uh, a certain GM really made some upgrades. There's a couple other big fish getting signed elsewhere, including maybe a little bit of drama with uh, David the Man of God Harris's team that turned out to be more sizzle than steak. I do know that we need to talk about that certain GM and a, a certain hire he made that has a little bit of local. That, oh, I, oh, I will hit on that too. Okay, that's that's the beat and the potatoes of the segment. This is an 18.3 WTS. After further review, you can always probably watch the show. By the way, the new studio's getting done, but usually we'll try to get here on Saturdays, 11 to 1. If you missed it, then you can just go to our podcast after further review, a sports show. We've been having that podcast since. 2012 2013 so we're the originals everyone's got a podcast not even dream on green huh anyway we'll come back got some power play from frank vaster here on 88.3 wg except for the review mm-hmm. 